0: It's not easy being Jeff Lewis.
2: I've been working on my memoir. It's called Burning Bridges: Overcoming a Life of Privilege, Fame, and Power. I have enough of my own therapy to deal with. I don't want to hear about yours. And I said, you're right. I'm very famous, and I deserve special treatment.
0: (laughs) Jeff Lewis has issues.
2: Hey, it's Jeff Lewis, and I have issues. In today's episode, Ronnie Caram and Ben Mantuker join the show. We recap BravoCon and talk about gambling with Heather Gay. Plus, I add a stop to the apology tour. I could not believe that you have been doing your podcast for, is it 12 years? Is yeah. that possible? Yeah, 12 years. So podcasts were in existence 12 years ago? Yeah, they sure Amazingly, were. Amazingly. They Barely. Were. <laughs> yes. Really? Did, and we still had pagers then, I think. Yes. No? It was, it was actually, our podcast was released on a pager. <laughs> yes.
3: Our, pod, our <laughs> first episode was just numbers that you read upside down that spelled out boner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so now you guys are five days a week. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And so you, you have your podcast, but you were also explaining to me that if you, you're videoing every single show. So you have, and you have a recap show, mostly a Bravo recap show.
3: Yeah, we kind of re-improvise the show. So we'll take notes and then just replay all the characters with each other and stuff, like little, little girls playing (laughs) dolls. I mean, it's a very
2: successful podcast. And my guess is because you guys were in first, because so many people do these these you know recaps now. What a lovely guess! What a flattering guess, Jeff. <laughs> 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 no, because Jack, you know, like yeah. Jackie Schimmel, for example, she is a very huge podcast, she yeah. but she's been doing this since the beginning. Yeah, yes.
4: yeah. We were lucky; we got in at the ground floor, and we just sort of like wedged our way into pop culture, <laughs> pop culture, quote unquote. It's just us, but like we we you know we just like forced our way in. We just kept on churning out episodes, and I feel like sometimes... What's that old cliche? Like, sometimes it's just about showing up, but, like, that's kind of what we did. We just showed up, and we did it, and we had fun with it, and, you know, we just built it. I also, think waste that,
2: not, want not. I think that expanding to five days a week mm-hmm. was a smart move, and I noticed yeah. that... Um, when you do that, then it becomes like a regular routine for people exactly. to tune into you every day. And I think that's why Andy now went, I think he's four days a week with a one-day recap, right? Right. Because you want to be that destination where people, you know, they're in the car every day and they turn on their radio and there you are. Mm-hmm. And because the days, let's just say we just did a two-week show, uh, our two-day-a-week show, people would listen to someone else the other day and they may stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And there's, so many, there's actually so much competition out there. I actually have this theory that all the podcasts help each other. I don't think it's like the old network t v thing where if you're watching one show, you're not watching another show, but truthfully, there are a lot of shows out there, so like you you know you are always you don't want to give people an opportunity to be like, you know, crappins was good, but now I've decided to move on to this thing, so we just sort of like force ourselves onto everyone every day.
2: do you find that you um do you almost like curate uh programs for your listeners so you tell them what to listen to, what not to listen to, or watch like uh oh to watch yeah. Listen, we're
3: trash people. I don't know that I have any kind of taste of what's good or bad. A lot mm. of the times what we love the most is not what the audience loves. Yeah. We loved Real Girlfriends of Paris. Loved we thought, it. Or in Paris. We thought that was so good. Gallery girls, kind of classics like that. Dance And mom. the audience does not care. And I don't think they're going to listen to us, you know, tell them. I don't know that we're influencers in that way. We're just shit talkers. So if anybody really just wants to sit with their gay best friend and be really rude about people in a fun way, they come to us,
2: yeah. And then, so who are your least favorite? Because you guys, again, you you mostly recap Bravo shows. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the negative. Yeah, what are your least favorite it. shows and least favorite Bravo celebrities?
4: You know, I have to say, I was not a big fan of uh, the reboot of New York. <gasps> I yeah really? yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. No, no, it's
2: fine. Why, Ben?
4: Um, I just thought it was dull. I yeah. was, I you know. I just was, I didn't care so much. I was trying to care. I felt like when they went to Anguilla, it became more interesting, Mm -hmm. but I just felt like the show didn't really have a pulse and maybe that's because they're all getting to know each other and maybe next season I will respond to it better, but I really struggled to care about anything that was happening. I really did not, like every time Aaron had a problem with someone, it was such a, dull expression of villainy. It was just like so like oh but my the god. Cheese. A cackling hag. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, it inside. started off well with the
3: cheese. I mean, I I give I give, love I give them credit. I loved the pettiness of the cheese fight. But then it just got it was trying too hard, you know? And housewives just needs to be fun. They they need to be crazy yeah. and more um they're all too be. normal. So and do you think they're ta- they're all
2: taking themselves a little too seriously? I've yeah. noticed that um you know i've watched ev- i've watched everything and i've been around for a long time what? and i've seen that <laughs> i've never seen and i said this i've never seen the fame go to people's heads as quickly as it did with real, real housewives of new york this oh, sh- new oh the uh, new one the new really? one i've never yeah they're all all about it mm. and usually it takes a couple seasons i think well you know what, what? Do i do mean love all about it
3: I want to know more about yeah, what. what they're... I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. Uh, this is what we just do. just want this to our know. Broadcast. Yeah, I need to know. <laughs> I need
2: to know more. What do you mean? It's gone to their head? Like, are they acting snottier now? Or I just feel like there's a lot of self-importance. I think there's a lot of teams now involved, publicists mm-hmm. and managers, mm-hmm. and yeah. all of that. Because we've tried to book a few of them, oh. and it's uh, it. It just seems like a seventh, you know, uh, season housewife. You know, what? there's yeah. also
4: too much. Too much like glam. I cannot stand glam on The Real Housewives. That is my biggest pet peeve. I don't find it interesting. I don't care when a housewife comes down a staircase and shows off her Versace. Like, I'm not tuning in for that. And when I have to watch that at length, uh, it, it bothers me. And so I felt like. Watching like endless sort of like foyer fashion shows, really, I felt like that was something I was witnessing a lot on New York, and so that just gets under my skin.
2: I don't know why I like it. I, I do really like, you like I it? like the clothes and the jewelry and all of that and mm-hmm. the looks and the. I mean, Doree is you know. I love it. Yeah. I love her look. Her looks. That is, is
4: the chicest. <laughs> and
5: I get, I get why they would bring a glam team. I mean, you're filming a TV show, like you want you would want that.
4: Yeah, I mean, if, I understand why. I just I want to see more scenes of. I, I want to see more scenes of. Of dinner parties that go awry, I want to see right. you know like what they're doing on Salt Lake City right now. To me, is next level. Yeah, that so is like you get the chairs camp. in a parking lot. <laughs> yes. That's what we need:
3: yeah.
2: folding
4: chairs in a parking lot, a box of Franzia, and
3: just women stuck in the snow trying to make it. happen. Yeah. You know? was that
2: was that last week's <laughs> last episode? Week. It was. I thought that was a strange place to hang out. <laughs> was. They do it all the <laughs> like time. Like the tailgate a party, of, a
4: pile of
5: brown <laughs> snow
2: behind them.
4: Yeah,
5: but I, I was watching. Beverly Hills, I thought it was like absurd that they're having the tea party in the park for the two of them to have yes. a four second conversation. I was like, this is like the most unrealistic, unnecessary setting.
3: You know, that, I was, yeah, that was point of Beverly Hills, right? It's, it's so stupid. They they go, so Beverly rich. Hills,
4: they go to a traffic median next to Santa Monica <laughs> Boulevard with a $5,000 picnic. And on Salt Lake City, they go to a wet parking lot with some Trader Joe's cheese. <laughs> yeah, Salt Lake City is the big lots
2: of the housewives. <laughs> so cool. I was About watching uh, Beverly Hills. I think it was either last night or the night before um, episode. I think it was two or three. Two. Two. And so Kyle is driving Dorit to the Beverly Wilshire. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed, I'm like a very detailed person. So I noticed that when she gets in the car, you could see Kyle's Birkin in the back seat, like in the center. Mm -hmm. But then they're like driving and talking and then the Birkin's gone. And then now there's another bag there. (laughs) Oh no. There's another bag there. And then there's no bag. And then it's like, Every every time the scene came back, it was different. And I've just thought to myself, well, how many times do you guys pull over? Right. Like, how long was this scene that you're just driving around, driving around? And then I think it was dark with the, by the time they got there. <laughs> it was. I yeah. noticed that. It was dark.
4: And I was like, are the three men trailing this car who have to reach $10,000? And
3: what was in that scene? Nothing happened in that scene. Just like, what? Right. So- how are things
2: with Mo?
4: What are we doing? Where are we going, Coyle? Where, is Coyle? Where are
3: we going?
2: She didn't really love that surprise, did she? She didn't. No, she
4: didn't. But I loved <laughs> she it. She tried. <laughs> she tried. And I loved, I loved the random Berlin of it all. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, Berlin. i was like, What does
2: Berlin have to do with anything? <laughs> not
4: from Top Gun. Berlin. Not from Pretty Woman. No, not from, not Pretty from, from Pretty Woman. Woman. Yeah. From yeah. Top Gun. Not Pretty Woman. That was Berlin. That was that was what was available. And
2: then like here's this gorgeous five million dollar necklace. It's not yours. It's on loan for the next <laughs> six hours. Yeah. I think I'd rather have a real gift that I could keep, even if it, you know, if it's not five million, that's fine. Yeah. But. I don't think I, I want to wear a, a five. rental. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they went all the way downstairs to
4: the restaurant for him to give her the necklace, and they went back upstairs again. You guys didn't even have a cocktail down there. Did, it made that made no sense.
3: Yeah, I'm surprised though that he didn't say, "I bought this for you, babe," just so they could claim it was stolen five minutes later and claim that insurance. Because <laughs> girl, I haven't seen somebody yeah. so good with claiming insurance fraud since Lisa Vanderpump left the show. I'm like you go to that's a big, <laughs> that's a big move. Ooh. She's getting robbed all the time. Do you really believe that she just happened to go to the bank? And Get ten thousand dollars and put it in my grocery cart, and then suddenly it was taken. She's been robbed ninety thousand times on this show.
2: Well, okay, um, that's why she blocked you. Yeah, that's probably why she
3: blocked me. Whoops. Well, that's, that's a, a good thing. That's a good thing about never being followed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really?
2: <laughs> Just flip them all off. They don't know. So, uh, what are the other shows that you? So, you've said you do not like Real Housewives of New York. What do you not like, Ronnie?
3: Gosh, I actually like Almost all of them. Right now Winter House oh, is not great. But Winter House is terrible. Sorry. Winter House is the worst. It's the ones where they're trying to do I like the vacation shows for the most part. I love the real housewives vacation shows, but now they're doing it with the younger cast. You mean the they,
2: ultimate girls trip or no? Yeah,
3: I like those. No, but I'm talking about Winter House, which is the spin off of Summer House. Do okay. you know what this is? I've never seen no. either one of them. So basically they try they get the younger cast members and they put them together in a in a house and then It's just two weeks of trying to watch these, like, modic, mediumly attracted people trying to bone each other for airtime, you know? Mm. And they're not very interesting. I don't like that one very – it's a lot of woos and peeing in the snow. Yeah.
2: Mm. Now, what about BravoCon? You did not go, Ben.
4: I did not go to BravoCon. Why? I had an appendectomy. So – and my boyfriend's parents were in town. So I just – I was like, you know what? I don't think it's probably the smartest thing for me to be tromping around – All of Las Vegas with this, like, you know, abdominal scar, like, you know, issue here. Mm -hmm. So I just like, I I sat back, I sat on my sofa, I watched all the videos, I watched all the scandals, and uh, I made little videos at home, pretending I was at BravoCon, you know, that's my form of attending. And I just supported Ronnie from afar, from my
2: sofa. Did you, what panels did you like? What you, what didn't you like? Who were you excited to I see? I was just there to hang out.
3: So I went to a lot of, I went to your party. It was really fun. On Thursday night. Yes. And laughed. Thank you for having me. Oh, and sure. That was super fun. I didn't about that. For sure. I went to, I kind of walked into some of the panels, but I thought they were boring. I didn't like them. And I never looked at the schedule, so I didn't know you were doing one. Sorry. But <laughs> you picked me up. After, because I was lost between Uber stations, so I heard about your panel from you on the way to the hotel. Because I was in like, trouble. You were in trouble with everybody. You know? yeah. Of course you were. Because
2: some Bravo exec, I guess, had said to Michael Beck that I blew it.
4: You blew it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With your panel?
2: Yeah, I blew it.
4: Okay. What, well, they're not going to invite you back for another panel?
2: Um, well, they have a whole year to forget about it but what happened let's talk you, about
4: something else yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like the Sirius XM
2: star of course we will have a panel next year I just think they maybe thought I was a little harsh and you know I went off script mm. Uh, did you see just the... 14 questions Well, I, mean... <laughs> I just skipped 14 questions did you see all. the
4: questions people were asking the bravo celebrities from the audience i well, mean they got <laughs> warmed up because the
3: first couple of days were kind of snoozy i think and then towards the end people really started getting they started going towards those those bravo stars really it was great yeah
5: they should put you on day three i think that's first panel day one it was a little a little harsh for well
3: them. i thought the
2: moderators were a little soft frankly
3: well, they were going on script, I think, right? Because you're were... saying you went off script. And I think they, they're literally reading yep. off their cards. And I don't know, fans want juicy stuff. They yeah. don't, they, you know, they want dirt.
2: I think the, the red flag to them should have been they wanted me to wear an IFB. Which oh, you know, no. so they could talk to me in my mm-hmm. ear but I was like this <laughs> is <laughs> not going to go well and then she said oh I remember the producer was like okay well then I'm going to communicate with you on prompter I said yeah that's better I said "I said because the IFB is going to it'll confuse me <laughs> uh-huh. but really I knew I was going to go off script and I didn't want them screaming in my ear and then I also I could see the prompter like flashing <laughs> and I just didn't even look at it I just <laughs> didn't look at it but I just the only thing that I, I made sure is there was one important question because they wanted to promote Peacock. Talk. That was the one I think I would have got in real trouble had I not said. So I just said the one question that was important. It was in red. Mm-hmm. And then I just skipped all the other ones. What well, eh? were the other well, ones? Just they like soft, were they like they softball questions? They were so questions? boring. It was so boring. Well,
3: they mm-hmm. didn't call Diane
4: Sawyer to do that panel. I mean, what did yeah. they think was going to happen? Exactly. You know? That would have been funny, though, if they did call Diane Sawyer. <laughs> so there was
2: a comment I made about Kyle. Okay. Um, it was no big deal. It was just, I had asked Andy, his, his favorite housewife. And he said, you know, kind of like playing coy. Like I don't have one. I'm like, yes you do. Cause you've told me. And so, um, I said, it used to be Kyle, because that's what he told me. I said, but maybe that's changed now that she's a lesbian. So, <laughs> Kyle then, she's got a good, I mean, she has a good sense of humor. She then responded on the red carpet, I do have orchids going to Kyle's house today. <laughs> good. Did we step it up? Is it a bigger arrangement than last oh, time? It,
5: it's twice the size. It, it's four stems, it's the moss, succulents, the whole thing. She'll She'll love it. The
2: card says, sorry, dot, 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 again. <laughs> XOXO Jeff. Now i I've got to get Crystal Minkoff's address. I don't have it no because matter. I got to send her something.
3: I don't think you do because she called you a cocksucker after that, and then which makes me like her even more. Me too, but people are like, "That's
4: a gay slur." No, and I
3: don't. I was, don't, like, I oh, was that, laughing. Right?
4: I like that the three gays were
3: all laughing. Four I mean, days. I find I find Thank it descriptive. <laughs> really. I
2: honestly like. I respect her now for coming you know, for me. I yeah. you know that's mean? like
3: the best thing Crystal's ever done. I, I agree. And I thought you know, after a season so far, there's only been two episodes, but people are already calling her boring. You know. She's the one. She's the new Teddy in that way, where everyone's like
2: boring. You know what she should do? And she I, should call someone a cocksucker. She yeah, okay. and then all, like all of a sudden, soul. everyone will like her. Yeah, I'm proud I of like her. her. She Not called a me a bitchy guy. She said mm-hmm. I want to be a housewife and I never will.
1: Yeah,
4: it's true. She's good. true. Kind of a good it's true. Yeah. All of it's true. Yeah. you know. What? And you know what I liked when she said it, there you could see there was a moment where she thought, "Am I going to go over this cliff right now? Am I going to do this?" And then she said yes because she goes, "You know, what? and Jeff Lewis, you know, he's a." Cocksucker.
2: and I was like, "Good for you." You saw for a moment she thought about pulling back, and she went all the way. And she called it. She called me a cocksucker in text too. Good. (laughs) So at least she's consistent. (laughs) I'm proud of her.
4: We've been waiting for this crystal. Yes, I want.
2: I I want that bitchy, combative crystal. Yeah, because that I I I know she can be.
4: Yeah, because when she goes up against people, she can be really good. But I think when she's not like in a fight with someone, she just sort of sits there. And I want her to just be more proactive.
2: Can I ask you something about Salt Lake City? And Shane, I wanted you to watch that last scene. So the um, I think it was last week's episode when Monica sits down with her mom. Oh, mom. oh God. <laughs> now, I'm team. Is it Linda?
4: Don't L- say it. <laughs> Linda?
2: Yeah, I know Linda's got some childhood trauma. That's clear but i just don't think we're getting the whole story because i was looking at the edit and i remember she's like you take you took my car away when you're mad at me and she said something like is that why i took it away or something but then they edited she it she said oh
3: now it's my fault and then and i feel
2: like she doesn't i mean ugh, i, say, I, I no, feel like I'm she so doesn't sorry. make the payments the and i think the mom takes the car back when she doesn't make the payments was that, that's, 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 what right? was that's, that's what i think that's what i think was that
4: right, not you're right. the, the the most riveting 8 minutes of 2023 that scene between the mother and daughter like that just take that out of the show, write it all down, submit it to, like, a Lincoln Center one-act play fest, and it's going to win all the awards. Oh God, I just could listen not. to me and my mother on
2: the phone. I, I like, don't why think is she... everybody
3: so impressed with
4: this scene? Does nobody have a martini-swilling, was... <laughs> crazy person? I for just, mother... I, I could away.
2: not imagine calling my child a motherfucker. I know. No. And she
4: clarified it, too. She's like, you mm. called me a fucker. No, said, no, I said mother... a motherfucker. Yeah.
2: Like, I could not imagine. Like, that's... That, really? was, that, that was a lot. Right in there. Yeah, a
3: hundred percent.
0: infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to.
1: Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremfya, including important safety information, at Tremphaya.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed tremphia cost support may be available.
2: Making my cat happy is my number one priority, and Fresh Step Outstretch litter helps me do just that. Meet Mr. Mittens. Mitty, for short. Ah! Mitty is happiest when his litter box is clean and fresh, and Fresh Step Outstretch is amazing at absorbing waste and odor. We sure have found our common ground, haven't we? Happy cat, happy life. Find Fresh Step Outstretch at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. So when you're at BravoCon, Ronnie, you you guys talk a lot of shit about about people. Yes, uh, you've made a career of it. What happened? Do any of these people recognize you? Do people? Yes. yes. Was there any uncomfortable moments at BravoCon? Yes. Uh,
3: yes, but one happened in the Four Seasons. Restaurant, and I feel like that wasn't really my turf. I was there having dinner with uh, Pat Auschtel from Southern Charm. Okay. And so I saw this person in there, and they looked at me when I came in. We happened, I had already gotten the table, but I went out to get Pat. And when I came back, they were sat there. And I don't know if you've been to that restaurant, but the seats are like catty corner. We were shoulder touching. Mm -hmm. And I walk in, and here's this lady and her husband that I talk all this crap about. And she, they recoiled when they saw me, which I was so flattered by because I've never been to Bravo Con. I have no idea. Most people don't know who the hell I am. You know what I mean? So uh, I was first very flattered. I wasn't scared. I thought I would always be scared. If That's my worst nightmare is being recognized and punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> but when they recoiled, I really just felt hugged. I don't know how else to explain it. Who it, was it? It was Aaron and Abe from oh. New York. Ooh, friends the show. So yeah. I don't want to tell the... I'm like I'm, ter- I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. That's their tariff. I was basically in their <laughs> backstage area. And here I'm like, yeah, it was them. But, um, you know, she had a lot of controversial stuff. I already told you, remember, when last time I was here, that's like my least favorite one, probably. Okay. So they recoiled, and I just said, hey, do you want me to change tables because I get that this is like your thing. You said that. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. And she just said, you were really mean to me. And so we ended up, Uh, you know, I'll do, I won't go over the whole conversation because I guess I should have some cooth, <laughs> but uh, we, she was really cool about yeah. telling me exactly what she felt. She did not hold back and I didn't apologize either. And um, I just explained why I was accusing her of everything while while I was reading her for filth and we actually had a really nice conversation and it ended in a hug so it was nice yeah I've hung out with her I I like her I always have to say at the end I'm still talking shit at work when I go home but nice to meet you
0: bye (laughs) Oh, yeah, so you're yeah, still going to talk shit
3: about her? Of but... course. Okay. I, mean, I mean, she's I... on TV. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt
4: you. No, no, you're I not I mean, that. I find that, like, we talk so much shit about people, and then we meet a lot of them, and they're just, like, so nice and so cool. Mm-hmm. So I always, like, I'm, like, off off the podcast. I'm, like, the best little boy in the world. I always say, like, that's my that's what my therapist says. That's With my psychological dance. profile. I do a little dance. And I'm, like, the best little boy in the world. I'm, like, so nice, whatever. <laughs> and so I always feel bad that when I run into someone who I've talked shit about, that they're like, you've talked shit about me. And then they always wind up being like really nice in real life. But, you know, Ron no, and I, we still talk shit on the podcast because why not?
2: But here, most of them are nice people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but people, you know, they, there's, we all have bad behavior and we all make mistakes. And, you know, of course we get criticized for that and we should, rightfully. If right. you're in a public eye and you, and you do make mistakes or you make the wrong decisions, you, you know, I expect to be criticized.
4: Yeah, and we're just responding to what we see on TV, okay? Like like everyone else who's watching these shows, we just have microphones in front of us. And I think mm-hmm. we're allowed to have like reactions to whatever characters and
2: story is being presented to us. And it's what we all sign up for, right? Yeah. And everybody loves all of the, the positive comments and praise. Yeah. But then when you fuck up and people come after you, yeah. you know, it breaks people. And uh, to be honest with you, yesterday uh, I'm used to the fucking up and having a lot of people come say for me. I Get off on it. I, yeah. I, no, like I don't get off on it, but I also it doesn't ruin my life. Right. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So uh, unfortunately, this is where I feel bad because if I miss if I say something today that offends people, they're going to come after Shane. They're going to come after you, uh, Ben, and they're going to come after you, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I feel bad about. So yesterday I made. Uh, comments about, you know, Stu's mom's passing and I, Mm -hmm. you know, in hindsight, it probably wasn't my story to tell. It was his story to tell. I understand where I went wrong. I expect people to come after me and, you know, some people are, uh, you know, there's been a lot of opinions about it. I feel bad when they go after John Hill and MJ and Carney and, you know, and I think Carney was pretty upset last night because some of the negative comments and she called me and I said, look, I, um, I'm sorry to drag you into all of this, you know, but when you have an opinion, you know, you are going to, when you have strong opinions, you're ultimately going to alienate people. You can't make everyone happy. I, um, I think where I went wrong was, well, first of all, I want to back up and say that, you know, Stu was telling people about his mom's passing on Thursday via, um, I, I know, he was telling people because I was getting DMs about it. I was getting so DMs. So I Jeff don't follow know. him. I don't follow him. And I wasn't looking at his stories or anything like that. So as far as I knew, I didn't even know there wasn't an announcement already. But it didn't surprise me because I think that the, I believe, I don't even know if he has announced it. I have no idea. He has now. Oh, he has. Mm-hmm. I believe it was you know, delayed because he was at BravoCon and personally, and I think, but it's, again, it's, I guess it's none of my business. But um, I was personally, just because he was my partner for so long, personally uh, hurt by his decision to not go home and see his mom. Um, I think that I'm okay to, I I think I'm allowed to voice that. I probably should not have announced that his mom had passed maybe that that was for him to do and maybe i you know accelerated that but he was he was telling people on thursday well, you got dms just, about i it. was
5: getting dms like hey i know they're not together but jeff should know this and so I, I i don't i'm also blocked i don't know if i didn't know if he put a story or not but like it was a people were i think it's
3: just a thing when someone's parent dies that's just one of those moments in life where that's just off limits Like there are some times in life where you just, and listen, I'm a shit talker and you know, I don't care. I'll talk at at any moment, but I've learned, especially over the years doing this, when I'm just making shitty jokes about everything, I don't care what it is, what kind of pain it is. I'll make a joke about it. It's just my own insecurity, and it's how I deal with everything. And so when people come after me, I've just had to learn, like, there are some things that are just, that day it's off limits. You know what I mean? You can go back to well, we weren't sure what
2: person Monday. We weren't sure what day it happened. We think it was maybe Thursday, and I announced it on Monday, but it's not, you know, it's... Did you learn nothing from time- Lisa Barlow on Salt Lake City? I, I understand <laughs> that I should have waited for him, what I should have done, in hindsight, and... Right now, I probably do need a minute to get my head together because I'm not totally grounded at the moment. So I haven't been making the best decisions. But I, um, I should have waited for him to announce it and then brought up the BravoCon thing. Because I, I, just that is something that I felt very strongly about. I don't think it was a good idea. I'll, I know that I had a lot of DMs, like people process grief in their own way. Okay, I understand that. But um, he's a 42-year-old man. And I think it's, you know, in a situation like this, I think you grow up and you, you, you go and you say goodbye to your mom and you are there for your family. I, when I, when my mom died, I was 18. I was a kid and I didn't know, I didn't know that she was in and out of the hospital a lot. I did go on spring break. She was not in the hospital at the time. While I was in spring break, she was admitted to the hospital. She died very quickly of pneumonia. I still have that guilt. And that I brought this up yesterday. That was something out of love that I wanted to tell him, like, I've been through this. You don't want this kind of guilt. You don't, like, and to be honest with you, as a parent, I'm even more sensitive because if I had, God forbid, had a stroke or a heart attack and my daughter didn't come see me in the hospital, that would break my heart. So I feel very strongly about the fact that he should have gone home. I will not back up. I will not. I will not change my mind. I will not apologize for that part. It is how I strongly, truly feel. It would have. That was the right thing to do. And again, you know, we had calls yesterday on the after show. Oh well, he had to go to work. No, he was not working at BravoCon. There was no job. There was no money. There was nothing. And then it's oh, he already spent all the money, and he already. No, because the VIP, the VIP tickets were given to him by Ronnie. Southwest is like $49, like you could have canceled. There's no reason in my mind that you should, that he should not have gone home. Now, the decisions I make today as a 53 year old man are very different decisions that I would make when I was 18, but life is uncomfortable. We all do things and have to do things that we don't want to do. And we know, you know, and I understand it's scary and it's hurtful and, uh, but you have to do it. As, as a mature, 42-year-old man, you have to do it. However, I do apologize for outing the fact that his mom passed. That should have been done by him on his own terms, in his own time. I fucked up there. I fucked up. And well, that I, just, I apologize for. That well, I apologize for. I'd just like for. to
3: thank you because opening this whole segment with, you know, when I say something controversial— it hurts you. It hurts <laughs> yeah. you. You're all fucked. It hurts Carney Wilson. Carney I'm... Wilson is at home right <laughs> now. She just ruined a batch of
2: mini cheesecakes.
3: Thank you, Jeff. Where you get, I'm sorry. The rest for of our all... freaking week
2: is like, going to be. Why did you say two. something, to
4: Jeff Lewis, when he was talking about this?
2: <laughs> I'm really sorry about the drop in your listenership. Yeah, yeah. thanks. I'm sorry Steph. about okay. the Patreon subscribers that are going to cancel today. Get ready for all of the DMs. No kidding. But
4: we're we're excited to be a part of it. What I will say,
2: here's the the good part about all the DMs. Because then when I start to read them, and I read them all, and A, most of these people are coming from a loving place that have listened to me for six years, I start to understand. I start Mm -hmm. to read, I start to hear, and I start to understand. And I'm so fucking stubborn that six wouldn't be enough. It has to be a thousand. No. It's true. <laughs> it has w- to
4: be a thousand. I always say people just have to take a note. People have to be okay to take a note. And I say this as someone who like, you know, if someone if I say something I misspeak or if I say something that's out of pocket and someone's like, Ben, you really shouldn't have said that, whatever, I'm like, I'm going like, get so upset. I'm like, how could they say that to me? And then I'm like, wait a second. They're probably right. Both. And then you think and you it makes you it, it it like opens up your mind and you sort of have to you sort of have to take a moment for your ego to be like Yeah, I guess I—I guess every single word I say is not perfect, and um, I now have to learn from this. But that's good.
2: I um, there's been a lot going on in the last three months, so I'm very—I feel destabilized. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm emotional. People were comparing me to Jeffrey, like Jeffrey's back, and I think it's fucking true, actually. And I was thinking this morning, I need to call Judy. Yeah, (laughs) Judy Rosenberg. I think it's time to go see Judy. But um, I. I'm gonna get my shit together, but it's gonna take me a minute. It'll mm-hmm. take me a minute. Okay. All right. That's well, okay. you know, we're, we're isn't this a that. great day to come? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm you so, know what? You
3: also, know. also, Jeff, I think it must be hard for you too because you're kind of at your best when you're unstable. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's kind of your it's kind this of your is, gasoline. As you know, just as someone who watches you and listens to you. Um so for the audience, in a way, it's, it's, it fuels you. And then, you know, you'll have a period of peace where it's, like, good for you. And you do great in those periods, too. But It's like a true yeah. Real Housewife.
4: you know. I know. Yeah, exactly. When you're that's... at your most unstable, when you're at your, like, Luanne de Lesseps getting arrested, that's, you like, almost there. That's you the became, iconic moment.
3: You became famous on
2: a show called Flipping Out. Okay. Right. So I know, but that doesn't is... – yes, I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let me ask you. We got in our car after we left BravoCon, and it looked to me like you were walking to the Mandalay Bay. What was no. happening? It looked <laughs> to me like you were standing outside the
5: talent it looked like entrance you were trying to get <laughs> selfies. No, it looked like you were did hitchhiking. It? That was
3: not the talent entrance, sir. I was walking. You have to go, okay, in Vegas, everything is so far. I keep walking the wrong way because I'm trying to follow the Google map walking, and it never points you in the right direction, and you can't just walk around a block. You walk around a mall. There's no block. So I walked across the street, walked all the way around that damn convention center to get an Uber. I went into the garage, walked to the Uber space. I was in the wrong hotel garage. I had to go to the one next door. So I had to go walk around. So I was coming out of there like, F my life. And then an SUV pulls up and it just rolls down and you're like, get in. I'm like,
2: what are you doing? Get in the car. Where do you need to go?
3: You You guys were in a totally different part than me because, you know, I was in like the peasant part but. I didn't struggle for selfies. That's not why I go that was, there. That was the talent. No, intro. you looked lost. No, it was across the street <laughs> you looked at lost. the Link Hotel. That was, I was lost. <laughs> so I'm I was constantly Shane. I'm like, is that
2: Ronnie? I walk in everywhere
3: doing? sweaty and hot because I've been walking around Vegas in these stupid shoes. I lost some weight so I can finally fit into normal shoes in a shoe store again. So I was like, you know what I'm getting? Timberland. I can't walk for in that Vegas? crap. Yes. <laughs> for the desert? I'm an, idiot. I'm an idiot. So I'm walking around in these shoes. I can't walk in. I'm tripping over everything. I'm sweating. I'm in these effing polyester shirts. I got it like Nordstrom off the rack. It was not a good time. So thank you very much for the air conditioning.
2: Well, I think what was great about it is that um, I asked you where you were going, and you said you were going to the Mandalay to gamble with Heather Gay.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: How was that? Did you guys win? So much fun.
3: She's so funny and she's so fun we met her just through she listens to the show um so we met her that way and so we finally got to hang out it was really fun we sat at pie gal which is where it's a lot she cut she's like it's a slow burn ronnie it's a slow burn it's great everyone everyone here is great (laughs) and the the dealer hated her her name was sue why did sue hate heather because Sue's just like she's a no a, nonsense Korean really lady and she's not going to take anyone's crap, you know? And Heather's just sits at the table entertaining everyone around mm-hmm. her. And Sue's like, You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong this way. And she's like, Geez, Sue. That's Savage Sue, everybody. <laughs> the table. It's Savage Sue, everybody.
4: What game were you playing?
3: Pie Gow. What is that? that? I don't even know like what a that uh, is.
4: Pie Gal. Poker, right?
3: Yes, and it's, you know, I've already explained that I'm a moron, but it's this kind of poker that really is not for morons, basically. It's a kind of poker where you're playing against the dealer's low hand and their high hand, and then you've got a low hand and a, lo- and a high hand, and then, I don't know, you put a lot of money up and they keep taking it away from you. That's what I learned from it.
2: Did you win? No. Did Heather win?
3: Probably not. I would imagine not.
2: How long but, did you gamble? Uh, two
3: and a half hours or so. And you didn't win anything? No, I, well, I went at my games. I went back to oh, blackjack okay. and won it.
2: You know, yep. after what did you gone. win? What did you uh, walk with? I
3: walked with that night probably like 600, wow. which oh, is not was bad. Good. Not That's bad. Good.
2: I was up, first night I was up 750, and then I won 1600 the next mm. night. Um, so I did pretty good. I was playing roulette.
0: Oh, oh wow. I played roulette too.
2: I love that game.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I hit a couple, but I just get too greedy in roulette. You know, if I, I win know. my 36 times or whatever, I'm like, put it all on black. Yeah. Plus, it, plus this, and then they take it. You know, they took one of my Timberlands off my. We should probably <laughs> never just put it all on black. You should probably
2: never do that. No, well, that's, that's how you win big. You've got to no, trust them. You have to. I just play a lot of different numbers. I always do yeah. like the.
4: I do like. I do like the really lame ones where it's like the one third, you know, odds or whatever, and I get like you know two dollars back. I'm just like slowly but surely, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Thanks for listening. If you want more of this, listen to Jeff Lewis Live every weekday on Sirius XM as well as the Jeff Lewis channel exclusively on the Sirius XM app. For a three-month free trial, go to SiriusXM.com/slash Jeff Lewis. Terms apply.
0: I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me.
1: Emerge as you.
0: Infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to.
1: Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at com or call 1 877 578 3527. See our ad in Food and Wine Magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available.
4: When you buy a new house, you might say,